Sports Talk. And today I went down to the Houston area, pulled out one of the good guys, you know, been good to me ever since I met him. Never had a problem with him, you know. Uh, certain people say they got problem with certain people. Well, ever since I met this guy, he's been a good down-to-earth, down-to-earth guy to me. You know, from Robstown, Texas, four-year letterman there. Went to Blinn Junior College, Brenham, Texas. I graduated from there, class of 04. Uh, you know, university, UL, Raging Cajun, three three seven. You know, that's that's right down the street for me. You know, he played pro ball for Independent League, and the owner of Hustle Nation Fast Pitch. And we gonna jump right into that to that Hustle Nation because I didn't I didn't face one twenty eleven team, and they some serious. <laughs> well, we gonna. <laughs> Tim, Tim Ramon, everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, D-Bot, for the invite. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so so how did it how did it come about, you know, um just you know, starting up the, the organization? Like, you know, what was the steps into it? And you can break that down, you know, let everybody know how, how you became the owner of Hustle Nation Fast Pit. All right. Well, <clears throat> this had happened probably four years ago, but before we go to that, you know, I, I've always been, you know, giving lessons. I've been my best friend, Hondo Medellin, through through Hustle, you know, Baseball Academy. And so I've always been the, the silent guy, right? I've been working, going out of town, and being involved as much anymore. But I finally got going, all right? So it all started because my little girl started wanting to play softball. So it, I shot a lot of pool. I'm always in the pool halls, you know, uh -huh. big tournaments, gambling it up. And my daughters both dance because that's what their moms did. You're right. My wife, Angela, jazz dance, you know, won a national championship and title. So I never thought anything about my girls. I knew they were going to dance. They were going to tap. They were going to jazz dance whatever it might be the case mm -hmm. and all of a sudden olivia my 2011 says i want to play softball and i kind of gave her that look <laughs> so i'm like what i mean i, I got excited but i'm like are you sure mm -hmm. and i believe uh my wife was pregnant at the time and so <laughs> i have an older son he's he's you know timothy aaron he's 27 um I looked at him and I said, let's go. So granted, I had no equipment at my house. We take off, probably spent a thousand dollars at Academy and let's, let's go hard at it. I said, oh, one condition though. <laughs> there is one condition. I said, I said, little Tim, I'm not the one going to start teaching her. I ain't got patience for that right now. <laughs> so my son's the one that got her going. And after about good, four or five weeks he's like hey dad she's actually pretty good so so we went into it uh my daughter got we got into the select field she started with houston power and the hardest thing with as as appreciative as i was you know people putting their time in you know other other parents other coaches you know when to go work come home late go to the practice watch every now and then have a beer me and, and my coach my other coach ran because that's where we met. Um, okay. 
we were kind of like, man, I don't know about you, but that's not what I teach, you know, and, and I'm not going to have somebody teach, you know, rather they, they know or they don't know, but still give the wrong information to my daughter. So I try to help. I, I, I presented myself, say, hey, I played some ball. I've done this for a living myself. Let me know if I, I can help you out. And it went through a little bit, probably another month, nothing. Then I got to the point where I'm like, okay, you're teaching her stuff that's just wrong. And now it's contradicting for what I teach, what she needs. So we went through the whole spill for about a year. And I did get involved. I did help out. And then I'm like, okay, Randy was like, we can start it. And I think it was, I believe it was Angela, my wife, Christy, um, Randy's wife, and Jacqueline Woodalovich, her 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 daughters, Taylor Woodalovich, that's on the, our team right now. Okay. They're like, let's let's start it. Let's have at it. I'm like, well, I already I've been there, done that. I mean, I know exactly what to do if I need to do it. So you want to do it, let's do it. And here comes hustle softball. <laughs> so let's get at it. And here's the funny thing. We have our 2011. So when we did tryouts, we're mm-hmm. looking for second year 8U players. <laughs> at the time, okay? right? At the time. We're not even trying to play 10U. We're we're an 8U. But more skip coming. More 10 U players can come. Like I handle it. Let's let's roll with it. And then he just said, screw it. And so we had three 2011s with a 2000. Gee, That's group is So. Okay. So in, in total, you do, I mean, um, you know, right off the head, like how, how many, how many hustle teams do you have? I have 10 right now, currently, currently 10. So what I'm trying to maintain is the quality of, Mm-hmm. It's not, not just the number. I, I can have these right now. If I just want to say yes to everybody. Well, One. yeah. You got 50, 60 teams. You're not going to make money in this. Not, not to pay your bills. I don't need, you know, uh, that, I yeah. work. <laughs> and then I do this right after work. So, so uh, um, you know, that, that's the we have to So we got 10 teams right now. This is standing. And, and there's a lot of talk and more growth coming for sure. And we'll just take it day by day until it, I mean, I love to just make it huge, but I want to maintain the quality of the teams. You know, that that's my no, biggest goal. Yeah. You got some solid ones. You got some solid ones over there, too. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. Nice, man. That's 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 good, you know. So, I mean, if you can just break down, you know, how you. I mean, we gonna start with the, you know, the twenty eleven. You know, that's the one. That's the ones like you mainly you mainly coach, right? Just the twenty eleven team. Yeah. So, I mean, normally I like to go to my other teams' practices, just mm-hmm. at work. Project that's been been I've been working crazy hours to the point where. As I had to miss practice, even even tournaments where Randy has to cover it for the weekend. But, you know, the 2011 team is, is a team that I coach and also the 2013 team for my youngest daughter. She's for first year tenure. Uh, I got another okay. daughter okay. as well. Uh, and then I try to help 
tens, uh, the 14U, you know, I, I try to help whatever I can as much as I can, because there's certain ways that I want things done. Right. And one across, but I want my, all my coach to hold all their players accountable. Right. And understand the discipline behind everything, right? The discipline that you're going to see and that re is required when you're starting to play athletics with the school as well. So, and you kind of start in their second year when the majority of the girls through one year of junior high and that constant, you know, reminder of yes, sir, yes, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am the respect that comes behind everything, the discipline. And going to their second year at 12U, it's kind of to my 14U team right now. And as soon as I speak, all eyes are on me because they got accustomed to it, right? Accustomed to everything right. we've been teaching. So, and and holding accountable, you know, every single player. And it, and it is what it is. And exactly, that's how I treat my 2011. I, quite frankly, that's how I treat everybody. Doesn't matter. Dang. I get all my daughter. Like I get on your daughter, uh, identical. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, but they that's that's the way it's supposed to be. Not knowing, you know, all that daddy ball stuff, you know, because well, hundred percent. That's, that's the realization, right? That's the realization that people that really complain complain to their little groupie that becomes, you know, within the parents <laughs> is is that's usually the complaint, right? Is you yep. gotta go across the board like that because that's realization as they get old. Yeah. Well, in a computer higher level, don't understand basically the actual in in the law. They just don't understand. It, never experienced it, and and then people take it too personal, right? When somebody doing that, and it's kind of like. He was mad at me. Well, was I really mad at you or was I doing a general statement? If right. you're doing your job, that right. message is not for you. It's for the one right next to you, probably, you know? So mm. trying to keep it real. Trying to, And I tell people I'm a realist. I, I'm going to, everybody that, and anybody that ever comes to my organization, especially the ones I coach, I tell them straight out. I say, I will promise you one thing, guarantee you, I'm going to hurt your little, your daughter's feelings and I'm going to hurt your feelings. I said to constructive criticism to where I can make sure you're growing, right? Right. And 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 instead of giving you a little gold star, hustle, and you didn't run 100 miles an hour, 100 percent. You gave me 80. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on you for that because that's unrealistic, right? So, mm -hmm. and and that's how I run things, man. It just it is what it is. Not for everybody. I'm loud. I'm aggressive. I, I always feel because when I'm loud, I always feel as you no one. I, I have to speak over everybody. I want to make sure I have your attention, right? I don't belittle. Some people might think I am. They have no idea. I, I I tell you right now, there's a video of me out there somewhere where I had to jump my team, and I'm going off about I will cut you and this like that. I go, <laughs> I start laughing <laughs> because unless you. Unless you know what I was doing and my plan was, you have yeah. no clue, right? Yeah. So you're just going to criticize me, and that's cool, and it's okay because I have strong shoulders and you can say whatever you want. But to me, it was, what do you tell a team 
that's been in a championship every freaking tournament. So mm-hmm. how am I supposed to light a fire on them? Yeah, and hold them accountable, have, right? Yeah. You have to do that, but that's that's I'm guaranteed the people that that's criticizing is is on the other side of the fence and just have no idea what's going on. Oh, 100 percent. And then and then at the end of the day, they're kind of okay. stay with that coach that's not developing you, you know, because I don't care who you play for. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you got hustle across your chest, impact gold, Lady Dukes, Firecrackers, Mercado. I don't, I don't, Corona Angels, name them, Barely Bennett. Yeah. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. You better make sure that the guy that's on that box coaching your kid is developing your kid at the end of the day. Because yeah. or else you fall back to the story, and I hear it all the time, and it goes on both sides. It ain't just softball. It's softball, baseball. And quite frankly, it's every sport. Yeah, you every get to sport. the point where – What's the what's the excuse? Oh, well, she just don't like it anymore. You know, she started playing something else. She just not doesn't love it. She's burnt out. Oh, it's not that. It's, it's she didn't progress. She didn't get better. Why? Because convenience. You had her in a place that was conveniently closer for you to drive. It was convenient to pay this certain price for lessons. And though therefore for your selfishness and convenience, don't get me wrong, not everybody can afford it, but convenience is usually what's in the way of everything you know and now you're wondering why they're they're back they're behind or they don't want to play anymore well because you didn't ever put them in the situation they were supposed to be in to be successful right so and that's what my 2011 is all about it's not just me i know what i can do because when i recruit it's not you know people can see it look at a girl and say i don't know why he got that girl it's not that good She's okay. Well, it's because I'm confident in myself yeah. and I know what I can do with her. I know how much more I can make her better, right? Yeah. And and that's the key, man. I mean, that that's how my 2011 team is. I mean, they they're not close. They don't all live here where I'm at. Those those are committed parents. Yeah. You right. know, some of them live 2 hours away. I mean, last year I had one that lived 4 hours away. Another <laughs> one 2 and a half hours, but because they did whatever they took to make their kid better and put them in the right situation to be successful and whatever yeah. they love. Yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah. You gotta always, I give a lot of hundred percent. I give a lot of props to, to parents. I always tell them, why is your team so good? It ain't just me. It ain't just the players. It It's the parents. I got to give my respects to the parents because they allow me to coach the way I'm supposed to coach to make their kids successful. They go out of their way to bring their kid to me and then trust in me. Right. So I have to give them back a hundred percent everything I got. So yeah. So I treat my elevens, bro. That's that's man. That's I like that, man, because you know, you got a lot of people that like you said, that constructive criticism. It's a lot of and now I'm not gonna say kids, it's a lot of parents that can't take it. Hundred percent. Everybody wanna hear what's what the kid do does good, 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 good. And it's like, right. so who's supposed to tell them when they do bad? You know, uh, right? I mean? There's there's too many participation awards out there, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't be and and I'm the type of parent where I don't let nothing bad slide, but I don't yell at them and go all crazy when they do bad. You know, so it's right. like it's not. Then they say, oh, you can't have negative talks with the kids and this and that. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I have them all the time too, you know. One hundred percent. 
I don't I don't build soft people and and my job is not I was I was taught to continue the 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 trend of of building people that are prepared and ready for this world and life that we have that is just unfair and everything is negative around you because people like to gossip and people love there's nothing better to gossip about other than negative things right mm-hmm. you know and and you got to prepare these kids mentally to be ready to be told no you're not good enough right yeah but yeah. at the end of the day is hey that ain't good enough what are you going to do about it are you going to fold are you going to accept it are you going to go curl in the corner mm-hmm. and 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 just feel sorry for yourself or are you going to stand up and do something about it and and that's how i take everybody and one, I teach my kids that, you know, and they want to know why they're my kids are mentally, you know, um, strong and and, and prepared mm-hmm. for the situations. Well, that because I'm a realist, I, I that's the reality of it, right? So yeah. I want to make sure that again, just because I teach my kids that, doesn't mean I'm not going to teach your kids that because that's the way I teach. I might not parent the same way as you, but when you're on my team, I'm going to teach that way, right? And that's just bottom line. And and that's how I treat everybody, man. I mean, it's just, you, you got to stop creating soft people in this world. And, and however you're able to contribute to that, my, my way is through softball, through coaching. Right. And that's what I, you know, that's how I was taught. That's how I continue to teach. And that's how I will always teach to the, you know, future generations regardless. So, and, and guess what I get, I get judged of being an aggressive, loud coach, a mean coach, because I'm that way. Yeah. I, you know, at the end of the day, let me tell you something, Levi, that people don't realize. I have never lost in the four years that the teams that I've coached, I have never lost a girl that just quit. Hmm. I'm not saying it won't happen. Right. But that's pretty good for yeah. everybody that judges me and says, oh, he's not, he's aggressive, that aren't in my circle. Mm-hmm. You know, how these girls love me, how I love them, and how they respect me. Well, then, if it's that bad, why doesn't anyone leave? Have I kicked out kids before? 100%. You know, got parent asking for so much playing time that, sorry, you're not even number two on that position. You're not even number three. But if you want that, I need you to go elsewhere. And quite frankly, I'm tired of you chirping in my ear in mm-hmm. between games. And I don't put up with that. So I got rid of them. I had a couple of them that just decided to play other other sports. They don't even play softball anymore. Hey, they tried it. Not for them. 100%. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, one just, you know, it's not that I want to get rid of them, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to work out in the weekends anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't maintain them on the team. It wasn't fair to them for their development. If I'm not there to coach them, what, just show up for, for the game. It's not going to happen. Yeah. She's not going to get better. And it's not fair to the rest of the team putting in the work, climbing and progressing, and one staying back because she's never working. And then they don't, they don't understand situations after that, right? They don't get taught because they're never at practice. So, Right, yeah. Part of it. Right. You need to get in that practice. You can't be out of novice enough. You, <laughs> uh, you got it. You get better at practice, period. Yeah. Practice, yeah. practice, practice makes yeah. perfection, right? So, Perfect. you know. Permanent, I should say. 
So. Yeah, you need to gotta have that practice here, man. So, um, man, you know, I'm not, was it growing up in Robstown, man? I didn't pass through it a few times, you know, it was a big up and high. Hey, man, Robstown, look, it's always going to be my little town. Robstown has a bad name, all kinds of drugs. I mean, it, 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 it's bad. You can drive through there and, and not think nothing of it, but mm-hmm. the behind the doors, behind <laughs> when that, when that, that sun goes away, there's a lot of drugs and, and a lot of kids and a lot of friends of mine, relatives have fallen into that path and, and, you know, it's bad, but at the same time, that's that's back home, and I, I'll be there for Thanksgiving, visiting you know my my family. But I tell you what, <laughs> talk about a town of well baseball IQ. Like when you have a dad, and you want to call it daddy ball, very mm-hmm. rare that there's daddy ball in that town because I remember growing up. <laughs> I remember growing up, and if you didn't hustle to first base, believe me. You didn't just see mommy or daddy there. You saw gr- grandma coming in whooping that ass in a dugout. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. Like, that was serious. Rather you rather you got out of that town. I mean, it's gotten better. Don't get me wrong. But rather your thought process was getting out of that town because you got a, a baseball scholarship or you went military. Right? That, 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 was, that was the mindset of it. <laughs> but aggressive, right? Like, you didn't mess around with not hustling in baseball. It didn't even matter. T-ball, guess what? You're going to learn real quick that you lost. If you got <laughs> hey. beat 30 to 0, yeah. the score yeah. says 30 to 0. And, and don't and, say one base and that's all you can move. Hell no. You hit nah. that ball, you try to – it's you a home run every time you can. Exactly. You get the home run. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and see, that's how I like it. Like, cause that's how they do, they do here. I mean, I don't know, like, at the three- or four-year-old level here, but – like I've seen, I know for you, I know I seen one time that they was like, I'm like, do they like get the out? You know, because in Laredo, they don't play outs in in for you. It's just one base, right. keep on, keep on rolling. Sometimes let the team play, let, let the yeah. team hit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just everybody no, and hit one base. Right. And, and I mean, when I I first started, I'm like, and, but at the same time, I'm like, is this how it's supposed to be? <laughs> you oh, know? Like, that, that's why I laugh. It, it, it's like, like I get it for you. Come on, you're four years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more cute than anything because you got yeah. some of them babies yeah. out there going to sleep in the outfield and stuff. But I'm sorry, when you're already in T-ball and you're six, you you're gonna learn that yeah, you, you don't always win. You gotta yeah. learn yeah. how to lose, and mm-hmm. that's part of it, right? And, and you and, wonder why we got so many crybabies in these sports. Yeah. You can't lose when they start crying. I mean, yeah. I in my organization, I start them off with a with a with certain seconds. Like I'm like, okay, you got ten seconds in the fall, right? Ten seconds to cry, and you better start showing me that you're you're wiping them tears real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and, and then okay, and it might be twelve or ten, whatever. Then you drop it down. Now you're at eight. Now you're at six. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna stop. You go ahead and go out there in the bleachers and cry with your parents, because we ain't crying in the dugout. You know. And, and of course, I'm probably the mean guy doing that, but it's not, it has nothing to do with that. What they, people don't no. understand is you're trying to show them not to be showing emotions. Yeah. And right? I mean, that's what that's coaches are, though. That's what, I mean, coaches is, that's coaching at the end of the, at the end of the day. It's, <laughs> at the end of the day, coach, that's coaching. It's, it's what coaches are for. And if you want, like, 
if your kid is planning to play in high school, college, and at the pro level, you don't think coaches gonna yell at them? Like, Look. <laughs> what the coaches do? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you one thing. I remember being in college, and and my head coach kicking out a guy, called him out, said, "Pack your stuff." I said, get out of my locker room. You're done. Scholarship's going to cover you for the rest of the semester, but you're off this team. And he said, you thank your mom and dad for that phone call they gave me asking for you to play. He goes, this ain't rec ball. This ain't literally. This is college ball. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the biggest thing we learned back in the day was, I remember our coach saying, it's not F me. It's F you. <laughs> I make the I make the lineup around here. You proved to me that you're supposed to be on that lineup. That's it. And and it was it was that serious. You got you ain't gonna call your mom and dad. Hey, coach, can you call coach and tell him I'm not playing and what? Why not? Hey, you're out of the house. Yeah, you grown. Know, you, you gotta start asking and showing these girls. Even even at twelve, you you're old enough. You you understand enough. Why aren't you playing? Why can't you have that conversation yeah. with your coach? Mm-hmm. Don't wait for mommy and daddy. You have that conversation with me. Hey, coach, what can I do to get more playing time? Hey, coach, what, can you help me out? What What am I doing wrong? What? How can yeah. I get better? Mm-hmm. Because it's always on the coach. The kid not playing, it's always the coach. Always. The always. Coach. Like the, always. But the coach not out there playing, though. <laughs> I, well, I told the girls, too. <laughs> I told the girls the other day at practice, I said, Here, here's the deal how we get judged as coaches. I said, it's all about execution. That word you always hear for the rest of your life, can you execute, right? Can you get it done? I said, because if you execute and do exactly what I want that we've taught you, and it just plans out exactly how I want you to do it, I'm the greatest coach ever, the best. <laughs> Everybody loves me. Everybody. I go, but, but don't execute. Or miss that sign when I wanted you to drag bunt or, or push bunt or slap, whatever might be the case, slash, don't miss that sign. Go ahead and pop up. I go, and then you got your parents, and the little click is the little click from the parents. <laughs> I would have done this. I can't believe the coach didn't do this. I go, so, and I told the girls, so all of a sudden, I, I'm a coach that's just dumb. I don't know anything. And all your parents are smarter than me all of a sudden. But that's why they have they, their kids playing for you. I'm telling you, right? So it it doesn't matter. You know, there's always a little bit of softball drama in every team. I don't care. Look how successful we were with with our national team. It it, it's just it's that's part of it. Mm -hmm. People always ask me, "You got drama?" Yeah, there's always drama. How can you not? Why would you not have drama? If you want your kids to be better, there's always going to be drama because there's always somebody, one of the parents that that feels that that their kids deserve more. Period. They have them. And yeah. with and with more, how can I put it, success, they feel that they, you know, they want more. They've been successful. Give her some more. They've been successful here. Give her some more. I get it. I understand. Yeah. But what you're not understanding is uh, she doesn't have a strong arm and you want her at shortstop. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, what do you want me to tell you? Yeah, it's you always. Know, and, and people forget about that. Yeah, it's always what a parent wants the kid to play, not what a kid can play, what a parent wants the kid to play. 100%. Like I, 
I just don't get that sometimes, you know, like it's like like Des, she went from playing third base. I mean, primarily, you know, she would go in the outfield every now and then. And then you know, we got a coach and he was like, I'm going to make up first baseman. And I'm like, so like, what do I need to do? You know what I mean? Like, like, yep. she go, like Des is real anxiety. She'll freak out. You try to tell her to, you know, put her somewhere, but she going to try it out. But she won't practice it. So I'm like, right. I do. I practice at first. He was like, like, don't worry about it. Like, I'll make her a first baseman. And hundred percent. Yeah. When I say like, I don't know the first drill to make somebody to practice first base. I ain't, I'm just telling you the truth, right? Yeah. Now I do. <laughs> but when first <laughs> that man, I had no idea, right? And so he was like, "Don't worry about it. Just practice what y'all practice. Don't worry about practicing." First right. Base. And look. She she turned out to be a damn good first baseman too, and and we had parents on our team when they would put her there. Oh, they was like, oh, why is she there? You know, why why is this? And I'm I'm not gonna. I could have easily. I'm right here. I could have easily just went off. You know what I mean? But hundred percent. Why why would I do that if it's it's not a it's not yeah you you gossiping but gossiping is gonna be in this. It's never gonna stop, you know. Right. It's never gonna stop, and yeah. and the, and at the end of the day, if you're concerned, here's the deal: if you're concerned, you could always walk away. Yeah, exactly. Why are you on? You could always walk away and go find a different look. It doesn't have to be a class. You want your daughter to go, you know, be shortstop. Well, well maybe you have to go to a C class, yeah, B class team where she's gonna get those reps, you know, and. And hopefully she grows. I mean, because they can be 10, they can be 12. We still don't know how much more, you know, there, there's, I always tell people, there's three things that, that separate everybody. There's going to be the physical separation, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be, there's going to be the skill level set separation, right? They're not progressing of they're staying, you know, stagnant. Are they staying kind of basically, you know, a little subpar compared to the progression of all the rest of the team. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it makes you start to question, well, are you putting time outside of practice, right? Yeah. Or or, or are you paying somebody for lessons and <laughs> are you paying for to somebody that's not even, you know, they're, they're complacent. They're not even making your kid better. So yeah. you start falling behind, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking strictly select ball. And, and then there's the financial part of it, you know? Select ball is expensive and it's going to continue yeah, to get expensive. Yeah. I mean, man, I can't tell you the last time I even seen a tournament that's 150 bucks or 175. Yeah, they're expensive. The older you get, the the more they go. <laughs> Price uh, 100%. Just, I, I, like my, I like my little one there. We in AU. I like these $75. <laughs> there, there, there you go. There you go. I mean, hell, we went to California and. <laughs> That was twenty seven hundred dollars, and that's just the entry fee. That's the entry. It was like twenty six eighty something, and that's because they waived our insurance, or it's another three hundred for you know the insurance for PGF, which I get it. Yeah, it's expensive yeah. to go out there, mm-hmm. and and it and it's gonna hurt somebody's pocketbook depending on their financial status. I said I get it, but at the end of the day, it was all worth it, you know. And you and and, and even at that, it's like, hey man. That that that's where your, your the start of the financial separation begins, right? Because, or maybe they fundraise and they hustle and they're right there at the par, 
you know, it, it, it can happen, right? Or maybe there's somebody that donates money. That, that'll work, you know, honestly. But you people don't get it. I, it's just funny, right? Because you can go out there and people and say, oh, oh, we would have done good. We would have won it. We would have gone. But you know what? You can't win the lottery if you don't play the lottery, exactly. right? So don't tell me you could have won. <laughs> could have, should have. Go out there and show up then. Go, <laughs> yeah. go invest and spend all this money that these families – did and and go go put all the stakes out there and find out if you can win or not Mm -hmm. you know that's how i see it yeah other than that then we're the only ones that want it that's it at the end of the day and guess what 10 year career is over and we've we finished it with a bang period yeah right y'all did and nobody can ever take that away from from us or these kids because at the end of the day how we say out of the whole nation there's two teams that were on television there was 22 girls that were on television playing for the championship, and there was only 11 girls that can say they were the champion. Champion, yeah. You and got- everybody that said they probably would have won it didn't show up, didn't pay to go and play. It's just a story. Yeah, exactly. That's yep. it. Yeah. Like, the what a, the what is, the could could have been, right? <laughs> would have, could have. I get it. Would have, could have, should have, never did anything. <laughs> Not saying you weren't capable. Just right. saying you didn't go, you didn't, didn't go. Didn't do it. You can't <laughs> prove to us that you did it. So <laughs> nah, man. It's it's been exciting. It's been fun. You get your ups and downs, man. That's just part of the wave, right? You're gonna go up, you're gonna go down, and you just continue and trying to keep it a balanced rate all the way through, you know. I mean, biggest thing at the end of the day, Levi. Reason why we're successful and why hustle is successful is because I surround myself with good people, good parents, and really good coaching. Yeah. Period. And, and and that's why we continue to have success through our age groups is because our coaching staff is good and they care and they put in this hard work. You know, I can t- I, I have people that don't even belong to my organization that come to my practices. Yeah. Period. You know, and you hear other organizations getting mad. Oh, you go to Hustle's practice, you're off my organization. Okay, so all of a sudden you own that kid. Man, that's 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 the thing. Yeah, you can't you can't own the kid. You don't own the kid. If the parents are willing to invest to continue to get their kids better coaching and develop it, I I personally, you know, it's me, Randy, you know, Brian Schmidt, the guy I played uh, college ball with. We, we run the practice and I have sometimes anywhere from four to eight girls that aren't even part of hustle that come to our practices to get work. I treat them as if they're on my team. I jump their butts. I teach them period. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care to me. It's a girl that is wanting to get better and is willing yeah. to put in more work to get better. Yeah. Why not? Man. You <laughs> want, yeah. You can't, you can't stop a kid that wants it. Because right. I wish I had the mindset of these some of these girls. Shucks. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about like I loved like me, I didn't play no outside sports. No, we was talking the other day, like I couldn't do it, man. It was just they wanted me to play. I was always like one of the tallest ones too in my in my grade. So they wanted me to be wide receiver. They wanted me to long jump. I'm like, yeah. man, look, I'm not be jumping in no dirt. I'm not trying to tackle. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll tell you what I hate is this weather. <laughs> no, man. Man, look. 
this weather is killing me right now with the detailing, man. Oh, I bet. And this kills my neck and back right now. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's cold and raining on and off, man. It just don't make sense. Yeah. You know, but um, what else I want to hear? So, as in the, the UL, the UL, man, how, how was it out there? How long was you? Was you out there? Did you, did you play ball for UL? Yeah, so I played out there at UL. Um, what is it? Oh one, oh two. I got hurt in oh two. I ended up having Tommy John surgery. Um, I mean, let me make it clear: it wasn't a curveball; it was a fastball. <laughs> uh -oh. Let me make it real clear. Right? Somebody need to hear that. Somebody. Need yes. To <laughs> That's the first thing everybody wants to say. Well, a curveball, man. If you can teach a good curveball, you can teach it at a young age. The problem is you're throwing overhand, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not meant to throw that way. And so if your mechanics aren't correct, then they're just going to create other problems, right? When I was young, look, my mom, my dad, they, you know, my, my dad couldn't read and write, you know, and he didn't know any better, mm -hmm. you know, and my mom can barely read and write. So had no, no clue about sports. All they knew is I didn't start playing until I was nine. Actually, I played three games when I was nine, and I got kicked out of my my uh, <laughs> one of my one of my games because I hit like five people in a row. But I threw real hard. Had no clue. I was I I, I learned how to throw from throwing caliche rocks basically. But uh, <laughs> and and then my my last game as a nine year old. But granted, this my I only played three. I hit my first home run was a grand slam, okay. And I hit my I hit my buddy's parents' car, and I couldn't even enjoy it because I really, literally thought my parents are gonna whoop my ass <laughs> for hitting their car, and I couldn't enjoy it, man. Till they're like, "It's okay," You're like, man, I'm thinking, God, what are they gonna hit me with this time? You know, <laughs> oh man, I tell you, well, I mean that. That's how it was, you know. You had respect, you know. Yeah. Like you don't mess up somebody's car, but yeah, right. Respect, oh, man. It, that's it's, that's the deal. Up with respect. These kids, a lot of kids these days, they these parents. I don't know if they like to see their kids being disrespectful or what, man. But like people always tell me, man, your kids are like well behaved. I'm like because I do not play the disrespect stuff. Like that's that, right. I, I love to clown around with my kids. I love to joke with my kids, but you gotta know, like, hey, no, don't say that. You that, know, that's right. That's like, right. You no, know, like grandparents, they let they let these kids get away. And I'm like, no, like I don't no, I don't I don't believe in like disrespectful, like to adults. No. Like me, not, not neither do I. I don't even care, even with my players. I don't care how you treat your parents. Yeah. So with me, you're going to treat me this way, and you're going to treat your parents around me yes. this way. Yes. Period. Yeah. Have to. Yeah. And because they got to learn, eventually, you know, they're going to get into that working field and 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 the and the so-called real life. We say, mm -hmm. and you really think you're going to be talking to you to your management team or your bosses or or whatever? Or how do you expect to even, you know, climb the ladder when you don't even show respect? respect. Right. So. Yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. No respect to get respect. 
hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I I I teach my kids the same thing. I teach my kids, my players. I I don't care if you're a homeless guy or, the, or one of the richest guys. I treat you all the same. Yes, I, I teach you with respect. Period, and that's it. Yep, you have to. Yeah, that's that's how I am. Like me, I like I'm be so respectful. Like I I get carded because I tell a cashier or something like yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Like is she. Like they'll look at me and like, can I see your ID? I'm like, for me being respectful or what? And they just like, oh, I need an ID. I'm like, but you wasn't gonna ID me at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> this is just oh, like, I hear you. oh, like you know, yeah. you said that. And I'm like, I I understand, you know, but that's just that's just that's just me. That's just me, man. So so what where did you play the uh the pro ball? Where you played that at? That I played in uh. So I played at Reps, uh, Robstown on uh, – so my skip was Glenn Wilson. Here's how it happened, okay? Here's what <laughs> So I had Tommy John, right? I had no insurance. I go back. School pays for my last semester. I only had like 12 hours left. And I was talking to the trainer, and they were – they were um, – he's like, hey, Tim, you ever take care of your arm? I said, no, nah, man, I ain't got no insurance, bro. I'm just here to finish my last 12 hours, you know, school's paying for it. And he goes, Hey, let me tell you something. We're responsible for you for three years after your injury. And we pay a hundred percent. If you injured it with us, which you did. So you want to take care of it? And I'm like, uh, oh, well, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. He goes, where do you want to go? I said, Dr. Andrews. So, so I went to Dr. Andrews two weeks later. He like set it up. Here's what's funny. I, Cause I had already taken the MRIs and all that. And they cleaned it up. Thought it was bone spurs and stuff like that. Uh, they didn't see no, no tear in my UCL or anything like that. But so I go to Dr. Andrews, spoke to Dr. Andrews himself. And he goes, all right, we'll schedule an MRI. I'm like, wait a minute schedule. I said, I already have my MRI results. Am I not here for surgery? And he's like, no, no. Well, I thought I'm here for surgery, you know? And he goes, well, we can do it. I said, well, let's go. We can come in at 7 a.m. Okay, so that's what I did. I'm there in Alabama, and I'm having surgery the next day. So I finished my degree. I come back to Houston. I get with Hondo. That's how I met him because we knew a lot of the same people, and it was called Alley Meds. Um, started giving lessons, but at the same time, I can't throw, right? I can barely move my arm. So I'm slowly going and, and Hondo helped me through the whole process of it. Next thing you know it, I'm like throwing again. I'm throwing like 88, 89, can't break 90. But I, my shoulder was just so tired. And I had, you know, we had what we would have scouts in there in the academy looking at some kids. And and then one time the Astro scouts, I forgot his name. He lived in Friendswood. Um, he's like, Tim, why don't you go try out? I said, dude, I can't throw it. I'm, I can't even hit 90. So I was still coaching the college ball, right, in the summer leagues there in Houston. And I would coach and I would also play. Oh. So I remember I pitched because – and it was actually my high school team playing in the collegiate, you know, league. And this umpire just would not call a strike. I'd go, are you freaking kidding me? So I called timeouts and I said, Rug, I got this. I'll finish this game. So I go out there start throwing it. Well, I didn't know there was a scout. I think he was from the Reds. And after the game, he's looking, you know, he comes to talk to me. Hey, son. And I'm like, okay, so what? Yes. How hard do <laughs> you think you were throwing? I don't know, 88, 90? Nope. 
you're sitting 94 the whole way hit 95 and i'm like i'm gonna here's my card and i'm like hey man i'm done with college you know i'm i'm the coach and then he's like tim ramon oh you went to raging cajun i'm like yes sir and they're like okay okay but my buddy from the astros was like tim i need you to come to the astros tryout so sure enough i go and it, and it was one of the biggest memories that i had with my son and and my dad because they went to this tryout with me at the woodlands and i go to this tryout one i'm a little late because i'm not really there to show up early and really trying to do anything <laughs> so i show up i told him i said when does it start be there by seven i said nah when do pitchers start throwing uh, about 11 <laughs> like okay i'll show up around 10. i was telling my friend that was a scout he goes go ahead tim so i show up stretch out long toss get ready to roll and I'm like, and there's some other scouts. Oh, you can't get here on time. I said, I didn't, y'all invited me. I didn't try to come here. And then I was telling, I said, he did, you know, the scout, he goes, this your guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's my guy. So I warmed up or whatever. He goes, hey, okay, Ramon, your turn. I come up, man. First pitch 96. Bah. And it was a high school kid, right? Um, it was a high school kid catching me. I throw another one. Bah, 96. Get that Tim, can can you hold up real quick? Sure, sure. Get that kid out of there before he kills him. <laughs> so, they put another catcher in there. They end up playing at UL as well as uh Maziati. Uh so I know Danny, I played with his older brother, but he was a younger one. And uh, I believe he's a high school coach now. He catches me. I end up topping off, I think at that trial was 97. And they stopped the trial completely. Had all the scouts there. And I'm like, they're like, where's your agent and all this? And and I'm like, nah, bro, give me a ticket, thousand dollars, and let's roll. Right. But I ended up going to play independent ball at Robstown, my hometown, because I have my degree. So the key was, okay, I'll screw around, I'll play this year, and I'll go coach in the high school. So that was the plan and teach, right? And uh played a year there with them, and Glenn Wilson was there. Uh, and it just, man, it just kept changing lineups, lineups. So everybody played scared. They, they were about to lose their job. So we sucked, man. We, it didn't matter. I ended up topping off at 98, uh, and, and it didn't matter because we couldn't play good anyway. I can't tell you my stats and there don't even show good because I can't tell you how many infill hits they had, how many broken bats I had that they got hits off of. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know? And my own catcher didn't, couldn't catch my, my, um, what do you call it, my split or, or my slider? He just wanted to call fastball. Let me tell you, pro ball, it don't matter. That mm -hmm. fastball is going to get lit up. Right, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I and, bet. It, and it's the same for softball. I mean, that fastball is good, and it can get you there pretty good. But if you don't have spin and movement, yeah. you're going to get lit up. Oh, yeah, because you missed that spot, man. Yes, sir. So that's where I played, you know. So I enjoyed it, man. It it. it it was a heartbreaker. Don't get me wrong. I got friends that make the big leagues and stuff. And they're like, Tim, who you with? And I'm like, huh, I'm with the real world right now, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> I, uh, so, you know, cause I had, you know, I had my son, I was married out of the house with a son at 16 years old. So to me was more, you know, I better make it right. Coming out of Robstown. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it in and uh, I told my dad and, and especially my dad I said I promise you if you can help me out through high school 
I promise you I'll get a baseball scholarship. He goes, all right. So he goes, but one thing for sure, you ain't living with me. I'm going to hear you argue. I'm not going to hear you, you and your girl and your long time. I got nothing. You go to your own place. I said, oh, man. Oh. All right. So that's <laughs> what I did, bro. Hey, here I am, bro. little boy. I mean, because I didn't look old. I mean, I was one. I was 16. Baby with a baby. Uh-oh. In a, walking in a stroller, man, down a mile or two to go to my mom's or my sister's, you know. So man, that's we, we come a long way, man. We come a long way. That's why I try to tell people, ain't nothing you can tell me that that's going to tell me like, oh, not forget about you. I, said, I could understand, you know, no money. Hey, we, we make it work. And that's yeah. the whole deal about this organization is, is we're family oriented, man. We're here. It ain't about the money. You know, they, like I said, there ain't no money till you start making 40, 50 teams. That's, okay. that's when you really start making some cash, but it ain't about that. It's can I, can I change these girls' mindset? Can I tr can I show them that it's okay to want more, and it's okay to fight for it and work hard for it? And you can change your decision. And that's how I preach it. That's the bottom line. Mm. You know. That's good. That's a man. You can't. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't see nothing wrong with the way you coach. And by the way, you explain it. If you ask me, you're a damn good coach. So if people complaining, people complaining about that, and I'm saying this, and I'm just listening to you, but I can see how your team play. That you know what I mean, like you know what you're doing out there too, you know. And I mean, and and I know, like you said, you know, people say this. I, maybe I haven't talked to the people that that talk about you, but man, everybody I've talked to, I've never heard one person say a bad thing about you and that's just well, that's good man it's good to know well it's, i got passion for it man you know it's mm -hmm. the love the passion the you know the smile that you get from me I, I me and randy coach randy you know cox is is you know even looking at the 2010s <laughs> you know as good as they are and i, I we talk about it, i said man <laughs> we laugh i said hey randy because we ran practice one time right mm-hmm and, and it was their, you know, it was their last year. It was, it was uh, their last tenure year, right? And I'm like, man, these girls have come a long way. Can you imagine? Do you remember when they couldn't even catch a ball, throw a ball? <laughs> like, I mean, you couldn't even look at them. They start crying. I'm like, it was bad. Like, right? Like, we start, man, it almost, it, it gives you a tear in your eye because, you're happy of their pro how they progressed right mm -hmm. and it's just it's just it's more man it's the passion that goes behind it you want these girls to be able to experience i said look man what i do for a living you know i make good money of what i do for a living and it was it was brought to me through baseball i always told her everything i have and everything i've done even my own son with his job and he makes good money himself, right? Mm -hmm. Opportunities opportunities came through the network of baseball. People we met through this sport, right? I got, oh, you know, I got ex-teammates. Uh, they're businessmen. They're lawyers. They're doctors. You know, they sell insurance. It, 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 it's everything. And to me, baseball brought me my lifehood of what I do for a career right now, you know, and all the people I meet. They're brothers. They're always going to be your brothers. It's a brotherhood that is unbroken. Yeah. You know, it, it's crazy how it works, man. But again, that's something that, that I want for these girls. 
You know, it's different when we went with baseball because baseball was, let's go after that signing bonus. I want to play pro ball. I, there's money to be made. With softball, it ain't even just about Division One. I. I can care less. At the end of the day, I want my baby girl to get an education. Right, exactly. Whether it's Division One, NAIA, Division Two, I don't care. Exactly. Yep. And that's, and, and that's what I. The, that's what I tell people. It's the. This is the beauty part about softball. I get it. We all want to be on TV. I get it. We all want to be for LSU and A and M and Texas and UL and Florida State. All the UCLA. We want to play for them, right? Oklahoma. Yeah. I get it. And it's good to dream and dream high and have your goals high. But the realization at the end of the day, that's not always going to happen. Mm-mm. But I have no problem if my daughter goes Division three and she gets academic scholarships and she gets a degree. And at the end of the day, she has a, a great career and a, and a job that pays well where yes. she doesn't have to struggle. Yes, indeed. Yes. Because so. that's a good thing. Like, like softball, like, man, you see a lot of girls that's really good, but you don't see them going to, a lot, to the top colleges. They go to places because they know, like right now, it ain't much after college for softball. So well, you have well, to think about it. Think about it, Levi. I mean, I get it. You want to be a doctor? You you, you want to go to this type of school? You want to be an engineer, mm-hmm. finance, whatever might be the case. You know, you're trying to go to certain schools, right? Business, whatever might be the case. But if I'm going to go be a coach, I don't have to go spend hundred fifty thousand at Baylor University for that education mm-hmm. because there that education is not letting me be a good coach, right? That education is going to help me teach academics to my kids, but not to be a softball coach or a baseball coach. Right. right? So it's great, right? It's great. And all these scholarships might come because some of these girls go to division two and they were offered by Oklahoma or they were offered by a big time division one school. And when, and when reality hits of, Hey, by the way, here's 40%. Congratulations. But, you know, I, I you need to come out 25000 out of pocket. Oh, wait yeah. <laughs> Not everybody has that privilege, right? Because it's a privilege. That's it. You know, so it's just, I try to keep it real, Levi. And, and I'm always willing to help anybody and everybody. I don't care if you talk behind my back or not. You call me, I'll give you, I'll shoot you straight. If I can help you out, I'll help you out. Period. You know, True. that's just the way it is. And and that's how I was brought up. And that's how I continue to try and give that wisdom to others. You will receive more. Don't worry about it. You know, you'll be fine. So, um, you know, it, it's been a good run. It's going to continue to be a good run, you know, because there's no other way. And, and you know, I try to tell me and Randy laugh and Brian, you know, that they talk about our practices. People that come in, they're like, man, just talk about advanced practices just higher level stuff. And yeah, you can say it is because we, we concentrate on the detail behind everything. It's just not a ground ball, right? It's, it's not just a fly ball. It's not just a swing. It's how are you swinging? How are you receiving? How are you fielding this ball? How are you catching that ball? Footwork angles and everything. But we laugh because they we're like, Hey coach, you know, we'll have a beer or whatever and, and just shoot the shit a little bit and be like, Hey coach, we don't know any other way. This might be advanced, but we can't teach any other way because we don't know any other way. <laughs> this is the way, you know. So true. We just laugh about it, man. But you know, it's it's in the success. And and Randy, Randy's been with me from the beginning, you know. 
So we've turned a lot of talent around. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sir. Yeah. So now, now after you saying all that about you doing this pitching, now I see where Olivia get that on from. <laughs> yeah. I, so, so a lot of friends of mine that, that I played college ball with or knew me when I played even the Mexican leagues and, and stuff like that. <laughs> They're like, Hey man, your daughter's got your arm. Yeah, and she does. She's got an arm and overhand. And then I try to tell people, I said, look, she, she works hard. She really does. She's oh, yeah. attention. Oh, yeah. You know, she's a big girl, you know, and I try to tell people, I said, look, she, she's really good. She, she works hard at it. I said, but it, it's not, it's not me. I mean, it's not just, there's God put a little finger on her and gave her a little more freak yeah, level yeah. type of talent too. Mm-hmm. I said, cause that's exactly what he did to me. You can't teach what she has. You could only mold it, you know, and she, she's accepted that. And that's the key, you know, is, is understanding of staying humble and, and understanding that it's not hey, you got, you were God given a talent and, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to let it go to waste and be like a lot of my friends and, and all the talent that happened out there in Robstown that I can easily say, Hey, there was guys better than me and drugs got a hold of them or laziness got a hold of them. Right. They stopped working. Right. Or, or, or you're going to take it, you know, take advantage of it and do something with it. So, Yeah, man. But how, how do you think this, our, our age group, you know, do you think it's watered down? Here in San Antonio, is it? It is that Kool Aid that that person making. They don't put no sugar in it. Yeah, and they they put one pack of Kool Aid and just fill it up with water. <laughs> <It's watered down. laughs> they put a little food color in it. How is it over there in the, in the Houston area? Is it Man, here? Look, I tell you what. I tell you what. Here's the deal with the Houston area. There's a lot of talent. It's huge, right? It's huge. And that, and that's that's why it's better than San Antonio. And that's why it's better than Corpus and stuff. I mean, come on. More kids, more yeah. likelihood of having better players anyway, you know, or, because you're picking for more, more kids, period. Yeah. The problem is, is that you also have so many types of kids coming from different ways of parenting. So there's a lot of good talent that doesn't have fire. They don't know how to, how to, light a fire and, and, and compete right because everything's been given mm-hmm. then there's the kid that's ready to give you everything you got but the talent's not there and if the talent's not there but they're okay they would be just fine if their iq was correct right mm-hmm. and what's happening over here in houston there's a lot of talent is that as soon as somebody and you know it's the same saying as soon as somebody gets pissed off they're ready to jump ship and right? They always think there's something better. And I get it. Have at it. What What's happening, there's so many parents out there that are destroying the future of their own kids because of what they selfishly want for themselves and what they selfishly think their kid wants. Right? So mm-hmm. let's create another team. So, okay. So out of this team, you truly only have two good players that should be A class, but now your team turned into a B or C class because you don't have enough talent in that team. Yeah, you're trying to put right. every one kid. A hundred percent. So now, now all of a sudden, there's a lot of pressure on that one kid. Maybe it's a pitcher. Maybe it's a hitter. And guess what? Now she's getting yelled at because she's got to carry a team. And are you really happy? 
Now you're yelling at your kid and now now you're now you're wondering why that kid doesn't want to play anymore. Well, it's not fun anymore. You put too much pressure on me and you didn't surround me with enough talent to blossom, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't. So now I can't, I, I stress. And that's what happens everywhere, you know. And then you got lack of coaching and lack of good coaching. Because good you gotta give props to everybody that's donating their time. Yeah, you have to because it's a lot, right? Because here's yeah. the deal: an assistant's one thing, but a head coach. Now you literally took that job. Say I'll be there, right? Yeah. And if you have a really great assistant, you can make it work. But if you don't, who do you depend on, right? So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, now you're depending on more dads or moms that don't know the game. Now it's become, it gives it a wreck look, right? The 2010 class is diluted because too many soft people too many want their kid to be the main pitcher to be the main catcher you know 2011 it's not as strong you got five teams in the state of texas for the most part that was really strong and that happened even last year right mm-hmm. i'm not saying that they're not enough strong 2011 because they were they were just on a different team not competing at a higher level so you didn't see them as much, but they were getting every freaking ring and all the props they could because they kept beating up on kids that couldn't Playing handle that record. type of talent, right? Yeah, playing that so, right. Same thing with San Antonio. It's not as big. Well, they're out there, but the problem is, is who's coaching them and who's putting them together and keeping them together in order to be strong. That's why Tess is strong. Mm-hmm. You know, Tess got good parents. Don't great parents, great in coach. Hell, that's Chris, the problem. Chris is like me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know why we're the same and in a lot of the and in a lot of the good programs and good coaches is because we're competitive ourselves. Right? And that's why we get loud because we're in the moment. We understand that moment, we've experienced that moment, we know the situation, right? That's what it that's what really happens. You know? But of course, we get judged real quick after that. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. 2010s, I think it's diluted. A lot of talent everywhere. I loved it because I remember that group because, you know, with Olivia, we were playing up on that group. We could see it. Oh, mm-hmm. nines. God, that's a strong group. You know, 2012, it 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 slowed down even here in Houston. There's Sorry. talent, there, but it's spread out again. Yeah, here you is. Know? That's why we playing up. It's, it's just... It's- it's, it's weird, man. San Antonio is like, you got, man, we can build a 2012 team around here, man, but it's just certain people don't want to play with this person because parents right. just do this. But I done been on teams and it started off all good. And then next thing you know, you got a click of parents over here, a click of parents over there. And I tell everybody, the second you see separate like that, the team is done. The team, the, is team, done. The, the team is done. It, even if it lasts all year, you're not you're not clicking together anymore, no. right? So right. you know, and that's what happens. Yeah. Here's the deal, man. And here's 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 the deal. Eight U, ten U. A lot of the times when you're training them, you're training the parents. Okay, not just the kid. It's also the parents to understand what true select ball is, especially coming from eight U to ten U. Mm-hmm. Then when you go from ten U to twelve U, and you were very successful. You know, you're still, it's another change. Now you got to take your 10U mentality away and say, okay, 
You're not as dominant anymore. Now you're getting lit up by yeah. some of the 2010 girls because they're stronger. Right now, here comes the physical change. Yes. One year in a girl is huge. A big difference. A big we can see it. We, we've seen it, right? I mean, yeah. when I played uh, as a 10U team, right, here we are, Hustle National. We're doing great, dominating, you know, winning a lot. And, and people want to say, well, dude, why the hell did you go 12U C class? I go because I'm still playing 10U. It's just it's just a little a little snack of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't need a 2009 <laughs> lighting up my third baseman or pitcher. Tell me about it. Trying to play A class. They don't even realize they you do realize the pitcher is going from a 11 inch to a 12 inch moving 100%. Back. Like people got to put all that into it, not just Oh, they just winning, so they just need to play. But they don't need to go here. They need to go there. How do you know? Man, <laughs> dude, you can be an awesome 10U pitcher, and if your hand didn't grow, you're going to have problems with that 12-inch ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes a good four months to get really accustomed to that 12-inch ball. Mm-hmm. On the average, you lose three to four miles an hour, and it takes about four months to gain that speed back. Or you can feel the comfortability of it, right? Mm-hmm. And understand the different muscles that you're using with it. And the release point, right? You've got your fingertips, your forearm. It's going to feel a little different. The girls lose their legs a little more because now you really got to drive. You're five feet further back. You know, it's a change for them. And, they're, and, and so I was like, yeah, I play C-class. Don't think I didn't play some old nines. Even in C-class, you had some yeah. players, again, like I said, right? You have yep. a couple of them that are A-class players. On a C class team, team that'll still light you up. Usually, you know? the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why I said it was a safety concern more than anything. Yeah, to me. Yeah, but they don't see. It. Yeah, no, of course the people, not. The people that complain usually don't see it the way they need to see it. Correct. Correct. That's Same thing with me. I don't. I don't overthrow Olivia at well, all. You know, um, she throws. She's from Sources. So you know. She's going to throw a lot from shortstop as well. Mm-hmm. They they say, you throw her four times a week. Hell no, I don't. That's a lot. She throws, she throws three max. And if she throws three, it's because she long tossed twice out of those three times. I said, she's young. I got to give her room yeah. for growth yeah. is what I tell them. You can't just you know? you can't hit your man. That's because you got to yeah. think about it. When they get older, the older they get, the more they're going to pitch, the more and more and more. A hundred percent. And a lot of these coaches and, and, and parents think, Oh, well, here's my daughter. She threw 500 pitches this weekend. Okay, great. Well, did you not think about her growth plates or muscle or muscle detaching from the bone? Did you not think about that? Or are you that dumb that you still think of the concept of, Oh, they're throwing underhand. It's natural. No, she you spinning that arm around. <laughs> oh man, I'm I telling do natural. Ain't you, hey, you coach fish? That's natural on the hand. You spinning that you. around there as fast as you can. You you trying to spin it as fast as you can. Oh man, and and that's why my daughter she 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 always been into pitching since she been five four. But we just never like always been like like it but it's just like i don't know i'd be scared of that just hurting my man i i tell you what i give a lot of respect to pitchers one i was one right but they don't understand that that's usually your hardest worker on those teams on the team you know because here's the deal you pitching 
you know you're working you got your practices you got your your lessons you got to do all kinds of reps to create smoothness and and, and fluency yeah work on this pitch work on that pitch right oh by the way i also field and i got to be good and fielding so i got to make sure i'm working on that and i and i also want to hit yeah I also so wanna... you got to do all this instead of having one person that's just a fielder oh i'm just going to hit and field well, there's more pitching and there's and it takes a lot more out of your legs and it's constantly right so a lot of people don't understand and respect that but and the first thing they want to do ah why why are you throwing balls why are you throwing balls like dude really do you really think that's what they want to do <laughs> like, like they up there throw balls right <laughs> yeah exactly like i get it you know believe me i used to hear it in college too you know you bring a relief pitcher and the first pitch is a ball and my coach would be are you freaking kidding me you know like <laughs> But hey, you better work on your craft. That's all I know, you know. Yeah, so. gotta work. You know what I mean? Pitchers, catchers, man, you gotta work. Yeah, gotta man. Work. I I tell you what. At the end of the day, people need to let coaches coach. And granted, you better know that your coach is a good coach. And if he's not a good coach, then blame yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because that means you didn't weren't willing to go look for that coach. Yeah. Right. You stayed within the the story of whatever everybody else is saying and you judge them without finding out yourself. That's what happens a lot. And there's a lot of coaches, even coaches with backgrounds. Everybody likes to throw the, Oh, I got a division one player or oh, X division one player. I don't care. I can't tell you how many X division one softball players or baseball players. I got to teach how to coach. Mm. Just because you play doesn't mean you know how to coach. Oh, yeah, exactly. Doesn't yeah. mean you know how to run a practice. Doesn't mean you understand how to go teach every single position, right? Just because you played. I can't stand that I hear that all the time. There's <laughs> nine out of ten times they're not a good coach. There's usually that one that was a student in the game. I'm still a student in the game, and I'm always going to continue being a student in the game, mm -hmm. you know. But parents need to realize that. Quit trying to quit. You know, it sucked because there are some that are just clueless and, and it's sad and people take advantage of them. But if you really have talent on that kid, convenience better be the last word that's in your vocabulary when it comes to development. You better go out of your rim and go out there and go put them in the right place. You know, if you if you're able to, because I get it, you know. Sometimes you just can't, right? Yeah. 100%. And that's life thrown at you. But. Yep. Yep. Thrown at you. And yeah, just, man. Just got to go do what you got to do. And and that's what I always tell, like, you know, all the parents that come at me for, like, in the AUR, just do what's best for your kid. That's, like, to me, that's just the main thing. And if you, I don't know if you think other way, otherwise, then there's probably something wrong with you. But, if you got your kid in sports and you want to do what's best for you, then you doing wrong. Like you got to think about the kid. And I mean, that's what it's for. It's for the kid. A hundred percent. We're, you know, a hundred percent. It's for the kid. Right. I always tell people I already lived it. I've already done it. At the end of the day, like I just had one of my kids sign with Angelina during college. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, you know, play ball. And even even Hondo's son, when he signed with Baylor, and I had another kid sign with OSU, I told him, I said, Here, here's the key, man. Here's the deal. And this is the realization of, 
of what really happens out there in the gossip world. So many people gossip and, and, and just talk about this and that. I told these kids, make it your story. Go experience it and make it your story. Because at the end of the day, when I tell you what I've done, when I tell you we've done this, done this, it's my story. I lived it. I experienced it. I don't read it. I don't freaking YouTube it. I don't take somebody else's story and lie about it because that right. happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what I lived. Those crazy bus rides, playing poker, hold them, whatever, you know, I lived it. Yeah. That stinky ass feet and shoes and <laughs> we all stink. I miss it. I I give it back in a heartbeat to do it one more time. That's I go 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 make it your story, man. Yeah. Go live yeah. it. And nobody else can ever take it away from you. Because you know, I was telling a dad when we were out there on, on his uh signing, right? He goes, Man, they're taking all these pictures. And I told him, I said, Hey man, I want to, I'm gonna give you a piece of advice right now. You're about to all you're about to end your kid's high school career. And you see all those kids behind him are his teammates. Mm -hmm. I go 99% of that group right there will not ever play baseball again. Mm. Your son, through his hard work and determination and your hard work, has carried on. To be able to start a new a new chapter and a new story on his life that none of those kids are going to be able to say because he's living it. So let him take every single picture he can and all those friends of his because when he's 40 and he's 50 and he looks at these freaking pictures, he can say, oh, man, I remember this guy. He was cool. And when they look at you, they're going to say, hey, Jake, hey, man, that was awesome. You want to go play college ball? We always knew you would because you always did extra. You worked harder than we did. We just live in the regret that we didn't. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I try to tell them, man, live your story, make your story. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you my wife is. She believes in taking pictures. Me, how she get mad at me because I don't take, I don't like taking pictures. <laughs> she tells <laughs> memory but it's 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 crazy because like like my family we not like we not all the pictures so like when my parents passed she was like do you have a picture of this do you have a picture of this do you have? i'm like like no like i don't i don't have pictures and she goes that's why i take pictures for just oh man i tell you no you know what i mean i'm like like dang like okay uh, I get upset with uh, my wife because she doesn't take pictures or she doesn't take a video. Because I always tell people, I, I'm sure my mom's got pictures she sent me, but I always tell them, I said, my life is a blur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, as successful as I was in this sport and, and what this sport has brought me and all these high games that I've played and, and played in, 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 in Minime Park and, and played against these big schools and all that. I said, I don't have pictures. It's a blur. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if my life was fake playing this game because I have nothing to show for it mm -hmm. with pictures to show my kids or anything like that. Right. What I have is my story that I lived it. And that's all I have. And I'm okay with that because it's my experience. 
but it's sad that I can't share that with my kids and 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 really put that smile on them because look, man, <laughs> it took to my <laughs> it took to college year for my mom to finally tell me, you know what, Tim, I I hate baseball. I don't like it at all. <laughs> and the only reason she went to go see me at UL, I pitched against uh, Wichita State. It was awesome, right? She was there. My dad, my my aunt and uncle. Quite honestly, she was ready to go to the Cachada, man. She was there to gamble. She wasn't there to watch me. <laughs> so we laugh about it, but, you know, it was true. You know, that's what it was. <laughs> so I'm so big about take pictures, take pictures. You know, I'm not I'm not one to glamour about what my kids do or anything like that. I, I don't. I'm very, very rare. You know, I like to send messages through Facebook and and, you know, you know, phrases that 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 will move you and you can take to heart and hopefully it makes a change in you. That's what I do. I don't brag on anything that I, my kids do at all. You know, so I just, I just bragged that at home run. That's the one thing I'm going <laughs> Hey man, I, I love it. I get pumped up when I see your, your girl. I always tell everybody about that. I said, Oh man, there's a 2012 over there. hits bombs. Yeah. I'm like what? I saw it ourselves. I, said, <laughs> I saw that little girl turn on our pitchers in 10 you i said she she can swing it yeah she and and you know what's crazy before we played y'all right she would always hear about the hustle has fast pitchers hustle is like the fastest pitcher and she would get in the car and she was like like are we gonna play them like i want to face them i want to face them <laughs> like why you gonna get struck out this, this, <laughs> it's like I swear. but she having she's like real aggressive at the plate and I always yeah. like if you see it, I want you to swing. Like don't if you strike out, let's let's try. Let's try. I'll look. And she was hundred percent. So yeah, man. When she played y'all that, that one tournament, and she hit, she hit that. She was like, like I hit, like like she got it. went in a dugout. Like she just had the biggest smile on her face. Just <laughs> off, off of off of the pitch, I was like, like okay. Yeah, I remember that, man. <laughs> well, I get pumped up for them too, man. Because think about it, that's that that's all it takes, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's all it takes. When and I tell people, I said, man, it only takes one time. Once it clicks, yeah, that's all it is. Well, she prepared herself mentally for that, right? She's mm -hmm. been wanting to do it. She's been on it. Like, yeah. She wasn't afraid. Here's the deal, man. Here here's what people don't understand. She wasn't afraid to fail. Yeah, right. She she was okay. Her job was to, I'm going to fail. Yeah. I'm going to go at it and I'm and period. Gave her more confidence. Like, let's go, you know, bring me another hard pitch. I'll do it again. Yeah. You know? And that's how it works, man. It just takes one time to click. Yeah, man. <laughs> she, she get her, she get her praises, man. I tell her and I always tell her. Like, cause people always coming up to her and, and like telling us stuff like, yo, I seen you hit this and I seen you hit. And she like, like, when was they watching? I'm like, babe, somebody's always watching. One There's always fans, watching, Somebody is watching you. Don't matter where they from, where they sitting at. Like they always watching. And she like, like, okay. But she getting to that age where she's starting to, to understand, you know, more like, and she, right. she's still young, you know, so she, like, finally starting to comprehend. But I like – that's why I like her playing, playing up because playing with the older girls is helping, is helping her mature. It's helping her mature. Oh, 
Definitely. Well, you know, at the same time, man, it's just like, you know, I try to teach our girls too. I said, you know, you, you, you never know who's watching and the, and the thing about it, you know, people think that we're always talking about the adults, right. And the coaches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I try, and I try to teach my girls and, and Olivia as well, you know, cause I try to teach them. I said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I said, you know, so here's little girls asking Olivia for her autograph or to take pictures with her. She's, you know, Olivia's 10 at the time. It was last year, right? They still doing it right now. They want to take a picture with Olivia. Wow. She's the hard thrower. Look at her. We know who she is. (laughs) You know, the same thing how it was with Mel from pride, you know, from the 2010. I mean, it's just, it's a beast. And I try to tell her, I say, you see, it ain't just about preparing you for when a scout or something or coach is watching you. It's these little girls that want to be just like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, you think I want them to look at you and say, oh, Olivia's, you know, talking, cussing. Olivia's mean to her teammates. Olivia's mean to her sister. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't want any of that because it's the little one that is looking right at you. I said, and here's the other thing. And I told her the other day, I go, you know, what's sad as much as you and your little sister argue. I go, do you know your own little sister wants to be just like you? Yeah, that's it's always like that. That's how my little ones is. She, I was trying to get, I was trying to get my younger one to, to not wear number seventeen, and she's like, no, I want to wear seventeen. I'm like, yeah, that's right, yeah. But nah, she won't. Nah, so that's why. Talk. That's why Avery's fifteen. She wants to be fifteen. <laughs> yeah, We're looking at it as like, well, you know, hand me downs, have at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too, and that's why. Like, that guy. A million bombers jerseys, so okay, we can rock with it. <laughs> no, but okay, man, we gonna we gonna wrap it up. You know, it's been a been a good show, showing, hearing, however you want to say it. But and I wanna. Give a big shout out to Tim for for giving me his time and the podcast. So we're gonna catch y'all on the next episode. Is it there? Yeah, yeah, you hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll just uh wanna thank you for your time, you know, be able to be on the podcast, help me out, man. You know, as a little, you know, little busy man. So I don't want to take up too much of your time, but man, I really appreciate you giving me giving me your time and breaking down, you know, how you grew up and all the good insights of your coaching and the way you teach softball. And this that's your way. And I'm gonna tell you, man, I like it. I learned I learned from the episode. And I just want to thank you again, man, for for being on the podcast. Well, I appreciate it, man. I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. I mean, I I think this is a good thing you're doing. I loved it. I mean, anytime I can help you out, you know, it's a chance where people are able to speak up. And then if they have any questions, I mean, you can you can create the connection. Right. So Mm -hmm. and uh, man, this is a good thing. I like it. Anytime Mm -hmm. I can help you out and anytime I can help out anybody, don't be try to reach out to me you know i'll make time for sure you know and i appreciate you telling me you know my philosophy one thing about being successful man is you better 
you got to trust your philosophy and stay with your philosophy. You keep on changing philosophies, then it's really, truly not you. So I appreciate it. All right. Help out me. I have a good night. All right. I got, got one, one more question for you, though. Yes, sir. Who, who would you like to see on Levi's U Sports Talk podcast? But the answer to the, to your, to the question, you got to help me get that person on the show. You know, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and reach out to TJ from Barely Bandits, George, because I'm going to, I'll give him a call mm -hmm. and try and help out that connection because there ain't nothing better than start reaching out to people on the way on the other side out there, I believe, what, Chicago side of it? Okay. Illinois, up there. And that's yeah, a great program, great team, come from Barely Bandits. That'd be a good thing to, to to make that connection and start rounding it up all nationwide. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's my goals, man. To to get out because you know, like I mean, we I've been in the bombers five years, so I know you know it's it's. I'm not gonna say it's easy, but I know a few people. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure I can get the people around around this area. You know, so I, I'm trying yeah. to you know reach out. I want to eventually. I want to be everywhere. This you know. It, this can be a living the podcasting man i'm trying to I'm hey trying, I'm you got to... that dream work at it right ain't nobody that's there to right. stop you so anyway surround with surround yourself with people and help you out that's all i mean that's yeah. all you got to do so i'll tell you what i'm gonna try and get tj coach george you know to help you out and uh get on that podcast i'll give you the contact i'll, I'll contact him and you let me know mm -hmm. i know a lot of people so you let me know and i'll try and make that connection all right gotcha i'll show sure be in contact with you all right guys levi i appreciate everything the time all right. as well y'all yeah. have a good thanksgiving all right you too man we'll see ya bye, -bye. there it is episode five wrapped up you know i let my boy jeremy don't forget the windows tenant y'all might as well get them done now before before summertime come get get them blacked out windows Tom is still out there getting them kids right faster, you know, f working on that footwork with them kids. Levi's wreaths and more, getting them doors right. Christmas, get them, hey, yeah, get them orders in. Hey, them sweets, sweets too. Got them cheesecakes, pies, all that good stuff. Pumpkin rolls and Levi's mobile detailing. Well, we ain't going nowhere. We here to stay. So we going to always be out here. So, hey, get at me. And, and that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Episode five in the book. Again, shout out my boy Tim for giving me his time. And we going to finish it like that. Yeah.